Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Our gospel lesson for this week is Mark chapter 13, verses 24 through 37. Jesus said, In those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey. When he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. Here ends our gospel lesson. Well, grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In my second year of seminary, a group of us traveled to Iceland to meet with pastors, visit churches, stay with families, and learn about the National Lutheran Church of Iceland. In addition to learning about the country and its churches, we received an education in darkness. We were there in early January. So there was only about four hours of uh, you know, meager sunlight a day total. Well, some of you have lived in Alaska, so I'm sure that you know what it is like. But it was new to me. It was crazy to be enveloped by darkness and nothing but darkness for 20 hours a day. Going into the experience, I thought, you know, we have pretty dark and cloudy winters in the Midwest. So it shouldn't be that different. Boy, was I wrong. Just like having the same clouds stuck on the mountains for three or four weeks straight here in Montana is a whole different level than having several overcast days growing up in Iowa. The darkness that blankets this Nordic country in winter is on a whole other level than anything I had experienced. It made me appreciate the sunlight that peaked over the horizon around 11 in the morning in a whole new way, especially since it would be gone again by three that afternoon. In the middle of our trip, we also learned about the dynamics of darkness and light from the country's religious history. A week into our stay, we attended a pastor's conference at Skalholt, the thousand-year-old heart of Christianity in Iceland. 
The country was settled by Vikings fleeing the consolidation of noble power under the King of Norway in the 9th and 10th centuries. An early religious practice on the island centered on worship of Odin, Thor, Freya, and other deities in the Scandinavian pantheon. However, as Vikings raided Christian kingdom after Christian kingdom, and Christian church after Christian church, the faith seemed to rub off on them. All across the Scandinavian world, one of the long-term outcomes of the people's raiding, murdering, plundering, and raping was that they began to leave their Norse gods behind and convert to Christianity. It's kind of a crazy faith testimony, but that is how it happened. In many Scandinavian kingdoms, the conversion experience was bloody and full of conflict. People fought to keep the old faith, complete with belief in human sacrifice and salvation by killing and dying on the battlefield, while others fought to adopt the Christian belief that God died for our sakes, not the other way around. In Iceland, at Skalholt, things were different. In the year 1000 AD, Icelanders gathered it for an all-thing conference to discuss their faith and decided collectively and peacefully that they would be a Christian nation from that point on. Though it took a while for many of their neighbors to adopt the new faith, they determined at Skalholt that they would officially be a Christian nation and they were not going to fight each other about it. I tell you this snippet of history to share that the light does indeed cast out the darkness. In the land settled by these Nordic barbarians, in an age when they were at their most barbarous, Icelanders still saw the light of God shining out of Bethlehem a thousand years earlier, on an island marked by near total darkness in winter. They looked to Christ, and a new light shined on them. Though they had previously looked upon Christian churches as simply objects of plunder, they decided that the all thing in 1000 AD, that they would now construct churches of their own, bring their children to be baptized in them, and raise up priests of their own to lead them in worship. It was quite the twist, and shows that God does indeed move in mysterious ways. In our gospel lesson for this week, we hear ominous words about what God will be up to in the world one day. Jesus tells us through the gospel writer Mark, But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Suffering, the sun darkened, stars falling, and the moon failing to give light. These are all things that Jesus said are in store for the world one day. Nobody knows when that day will come. And if somebody tries to tell you that they do know the day and the hour of Christ's second coming, they are lying, at least according to Jesus. He says that even his immediate disciples were to be intentionally left in the dark about when these days will come, so that all of us who follow Jesus might remain perpetually vigilant. We are to keep awake and stay alert, almost indefinitely. Why does God still plan on bringing about darkness if we are ultimately to be saved from it?
we can imagine that this verse might read differently. Uh, something like, In those days the sun will be transformed to give even more glorious light, and the moon will never be darkened again, and the stars will always shine beautifully in the sky, and the powers in heaven will always remain secure. Could not the God who created us and saved us from death itself bring about a more peaceful transition to the new heaven and the new earth? Why will God save us through the chaos of the apocalypse rather than through peaceful means? Well, while some of the answers to questions like these will always evade us in the here and now, we can see for ourselves the wisdom in how light drives out darkness. There are certain questions about why the world is the way that it is that we will never fully know the answers to on this side of eternity. And the fact that God promises to remake heaven and earth through chaos and suffering is one of those things that we can just save up long conversations about in the great beyond. Yet, in the here and now, we recognize that light shines all the brighter when it casts out darkness. Like the brief bit of sunshine creeping over the horizon in Arctic winters, the light of Christ taking on evil wherever it stands is a most welcome ray of sunshine, appreciated more by those who have walked in darkness than anyone else. Those who have known pain, suffering, trauma, and disaster are those who can most appreciate comfort and security. Those who have suffered violence are those who can most appreciate peace when it arrives. Likewise, the darkness of this world helps us to see the light of God all the clearer when it shines on the bleak places of our lives that long for hope. As we enter the season of Advent once again this week, we remember that we are people who walk through the darkness longing for the light of Christ to illumine our way forward. In many ways, Advent is a time of intentionally paying attention to the darkness of our world so that we can see the light of heaven even more clearly on Christmas morning. Like barbarous Vikings emerging from our lives of violence and death to embrace faith and hope in Christ, we are called to pay attention to our need for a Messiah as winter descends and we look with eager longing for the anointed one to be born in a lowly manger. May you be blessed as you wander through the season of darkness to find in the end the eternal light of Christ illuminating your every path and the love of God reassuring you that you can always rest in him along the way. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.